Welcome back to Sammy and the Bond, episode three now of our NFL Power Rankings, and it's here. We have teams 16 to 9, and these are the top half teams in the league. These are the teams that you're going to watch every Sunday and you want to talk about. Absolutely. As we talked about with our previous two episodes, a lot of those teams are really going to be, you know, maybe some of them are going to go 4 and 12 or 4 and 13 with the new 17 game season. But a lot of the teams we're going to talk about today are the teams fighting for playoff spots, or maybe even the teams that are going to even fight for their division. And that's what really makes these teams extremely exciting to talk about and extremely exciting to really think about what they're going to be capable of doing. Yeah, and start off, we've got the Indianapolis Colts as our 16th best team in the league. Um, But you have to acknowledge Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, you know, two guys with remarkably similar foot injuries who are going to be out, you know, for the first couple weeks of the season. And uh, Bond, you mentioned earlier, we have, they have a gauntlet of a schedule early on. And with Jacob Eason, you know, to try and right the ship here through the early weeks, that could be a mess. Yeah, when we were preparing for the show today, we were talking about their schedule and how it's going to really be impacted by the loss of Wentz and Nelson. And really, even if Wentz and Nelson were playing, that schedule would be incredibly tough still. And the Colts really are going to start the season probably dropping maybe even their first four or five games. And a lot of that might have to do with their um, opponents, but a lot of it is going to have to do with the uncertainty at the quarterback position and their best offensive, and frankly, their best player on their team, Quentin Nelson, not being there. And, you know, the Colts are a team that's going to really run the ball extremely well, and they have great running backs. And one we'd really like to highlight here is Jonathan Taylor. What's your favorite thing about Taylor's game? Boy, I mean, coming out of uh, Wisconsin, Taylor was just such a good college back, and he brings a power and speed element that you don't see with a lot of backs. Um, And he flourished last year, especially down the stretch, and that leads me to this offensive line. This offensive line is just so good, has so many great players, and it got even better with Eric Fisher. This is a Pro Bowl caliber left tackle who's taken it over for Anthony Costanzo mm-hmm. and should really you know, only help Carson Wentz and Taylor you know, once he gets back. Absolutely. And then as we're going to transition over to the defense, I love this defense. This defense is very balanced. It's got great players at every level. You talk about their pass rush, their linebackers, and their secondary. One guy I really, really love is their new addition from their first-round pick this year, Pay. He's a versatile defensive end that can go inside, sometimes outside, and he's going to be great against the run. And as he develops into a better pass rusher, this guy's going to really turn into a great, great, great versatile threat for them. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to be paired with DeForest Buckner, arguably a top two, top three defensive tackle in this league. I've hit on it before. I think he's the second-best defensive tackle in the league right now. I mean, he was so dominant and disruptive last year um and he I mean he's just a guy that's so fun to watch but you look at the next level Darius Leonard South Carolina State product and I mean he flies around the football field and he's just incredible he's a fun guy to watch you know he really brings a lot to the table whether that's even in pass coverage run defense he can do it all and he's a great guy to have out there and then you also look in their secondary they've got really solid corners no one crazy they don't have a number one which could hurt them when they do go up against say the Tennessee Titans who we're going to see later in this list when Julio Jones and AJ Brown are there but you do see Kenny Moore and Xavier Rhodes and Rocky Asin three guys who are going to be a solid unit but I would worry when they go up against a team with a really solid number one such as Julio it's just going to be mismatches but they do have solid safeties and one guy that you really love Sam yeah, that's Julian Blackman. Julian Blackman is uh, it was a third-round pick, relatively unknown coming into the league, um, but now going into second year, 
he is going to be a star. So watch out for Julian Blackman coming in. Um, he should be great. But, you know, with these injuries and uncertainty, you know, down the beginning of the season here, they went from probably, you know, maybe even a top 10 team all the way down to 16 in our power rankings. Absolutely. But I do want to note one thing. I really love their head coach, and I really think that Frank Reich is going to do something. He might acquire Nick Foles, say there's reports out there that he might do that. They might get a veteran quarterback. Who knows? Maybe Phillip Rivers will come back. But if there is a coach in this league who I think can take a quarterback and take a team and get them wins, it is Frank Reich. I think he's a great coach, and I think he is going to do some great things. We're going to move on now to number 15, the Washington football team. Now, they made some pretty big acquisitions for their offense this year in acquiring Ryan Fitzpatrick on the free agent market, Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys. I mean, these guys are going to prove extremely important to that offense, which... In a word, it was stale. It was not fun to watch. They lacked a lot of explosiveness. And they have a cool player in Terry McLaurin. But other than that, they were lacking another receiver, another threat. And I think Curtis Samuel is going to give that alongside Adam Humphreys, who's going to be a solid slot receiver. Now, with that said, that offense, really, Sam, you would agree, it's not going to be anything special. Absolutely. But the name of the game for them is stability. Okay, And that's what Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to bring to this team. And it was a team that... Really, their quarterback play was very, very bad and hurt this team from going, you know, really to, into that double-digit win column. Fitzpatrick is a known vet, and he is should do a really good job with these, you know, prominent weapons. Absolutely. You know, Fitzpatrick is the guy who's going to make some mistakes, and I do worry about him there. But he is going to get these playmakers the ball, and he's he's a versatile quarterback. You know, he can he can do a lot with the ball. Even for an old guy, he's got pretty good mobility. He's a solid quarterback. His decision-making is flawed. But as we saw with the Dolphins last year, he can put up 300-yard games. Now, the big question mark is, and his whole career, it's always been interceptions. And if he can limit the interceptions, that offense could actually put up some pretty good numbers. But we're not here to talk about the offense for the football team out of Washington. It's defense. That's exactly right. And this is why we have them, you know, as the favorites, number 15 in our power rankings to be exact, to win the NFC East. And the defense is just stacked. I mean, you look all around, it's unbelievable. And it starts at that defensive line. They are stacked with first-round picks. And, Bob, I mean, just go through the names. Yeah, if I just want to go through the names quickly here, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, Matthew Ioannidis. I mean, folks, that is exceptional. Those guys are going to get after the passer. They're going to have incredible run defense. I mean, they don't have to send more than four every play, and they're going to get rushed. And that's incredibly vital in this league, in the pass-heavy league. And also, I want to mention, this team made a huge acquisition in getting William Jackson III over from the Bengals. I mean, this guy is going to be incredibly solid in their secondary, and they did need another corner. Which, And, I mean, that pass rush is going to get after the quarterback. As long as they have a secondary that can stay with the receivers for a little while, I mean... This defense is going to be, frankly, it's going to be unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, this defense was, you know, are pretty easily a top five unit in the league. And mm-hmm. you add in William Jackson, you add in Jamin Davis, you know, a guy from Kentucky who flew, flies yeah. all over the field. I'm excited. And they should be a top 15 team in the league. Absolutely. And I, I just want to um, touch on it quickly here. As I mentioned with Frank Reich and the um, Colts, Ron Rivera is an exceptional head coach. And he's the type of guy who you want leading this team. And he, I think he's going to do a great job with them. And I don't see why they can't win their division this year. It's, it's pretty weak again. And this team is it's solid enough. It's balanced enough. And with Fitzpatrick on the team, I really do think this team could get 10 wins. 
Yeah, and that's gonna you know bring us to number fourteen, the Miami Dolphins. And you just said head coach. I gotta talk about him. Brian Flores is already made his mark even in two years in Miami. Absolutely. I mean, he turned this team from a tank team that was you know projected to have the number one pick a couple of years ago into a team that had ten wins last year. Now. We got him 14th, probably a little low for the Dolphin fans, but I know, I know, you'll be upset, but let me just explain. Tua Tagovailoa is not a QB that I really think is going to develop into a superstar. I know a lot of people are expecting him to make the next jump, but he really was a mess last year. Even down to the stretch, look at the Bills game, it was horrendous. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a guy that really didn't push the ball down the field enough. He was a check down king, you know? Absolutely, and... What's really unfortunate is with Tua's play style is he is a checkdown guy. But, I mean, if I'm just going to list off their receivers right now, they've got deep threats such as Jalen Waddell, Will Fuller, Preston Williams, Lynn Bowden, Jakeem Grant. That's speed that is deep threats all over the place. And, frankly, Tua can't get them the ball that way. And then you also, something that is just, it's unfortunate with this team, and especially with a rookie or a second-year quarterback in Tua, that offensive line is going to be really, really tough to work with. And that's going to hurt his development once again this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a great offensive line. It's really young, but it's just not good. The names right there are not there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hitting on Tua again real quick, though. Hopefully Chan Gailey leaving as OC should be able to open it down the field for him. But it is concerning as a guy, you know, who was projected to be a pretty polished QB coming out of Alabama to have such struggles last year. Um, but again, they are pairing him with Jalen Waddell. Hopefully a, Q, uh, you know, a wide receiver that can help stretch the field if that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is an offense that wasn't good last year, now is losing Ryan Fitzpatrick, and can hopefully be middle of the pack. Absolutely. I, th- I think that's what they're hoping for. I think because, as we touched on with football team, I mean, this defense isn't as strong as football teams, but the Dolphins have an incredibly, incredibly strong defense, and they added some great players in the draft, such as Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland, we're going to be incredible high-impact players. And I really, really like the addition of Ben Derrick McKinney. He's going to be incredibly effective as their new Mike linebacker. Yeah, uh, he's a pretty good player. You know, not the best in coverage, but a downhill backer that can hopefully stop some of the run problems they had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a defense that did overachieve and I think had a bit of a soft schedule last year, mm-hmm. which inflated their record. But again... We still have them number 14. I'm sorry, Dolphin fans, but that is where they belong. This defense is fantastic, though. You have to give credit where credit is due. Absolutely. I Brian mean, Flores. Yeah, go ahead. Quickly, just to highlight, excuse me, quickly to highlight a couple of their players, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. That's an incredible cornerback duo, not to mention they acquired, I believe in free agency is where they got Jason McCourty. He's That's a right. veteran cornerback who's going to do some great things. Noah, excuse me if I butcher this name, Igben. Igben yeah. There we go. Tough one to say there, folks, but he was a first-round pick. Bit of a bust, I think, but you well, never know. You know we'll see. He's he got to develop. Young corners yeah. need time. But he, as as I just want to highlight quickly, this defense is strong. They're going to make plays, and they're going to win this team games. Yeah, I mean, they should absolutely be close to a double-digit, if not 10-win team. Um, will that be enough to vault them into the playoffs? We'll see. Um, but it's a fun team. Flores is a great coach, and uh, you know we'll see. I'm excited to see what they do this year. Absolutely, and if you want to get into a fun team, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals, and what about an f- incredible fun player in Kyler Murray? I mean, this guy is electric. He is fun to watch. He has really turned into a really good passer, and he's obviously got great legs. 
And I think a lot of the doubts people had about him coming out of Oklahoma have been answered. And I think he is truly turning himself into a top 10 quarterback. And then he can only go up from here. I mean, his options include DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, Andy Isabella, Max Williams. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury has given this guy absolute weapons. And that's going to be huge for Murray and huge for his development. And really, I really love some of the additions they made on the offensive line. You want to talk about those, Sam? Yeah, uh, I mean, you look no further at the center spot. Rodney Hudson is an all-pro guy. Yeah, he's old and he was expensive, but this was an addition you had to make. It's, a, it's you know, a pretty similar thing with Corey Lindsley going to uh, the Chargers for a young Absolutely. QB. Mm-hmm. That can help out just so, so much. Mm-hmm. However, it has to be mentioned, we're looking at the NFC West here. This is a gauntlet. There are four teams that are fantastic. You know, we do have them in the bottom there, but... Don't be mistaken, this team can play. Absolutely. And then if we want to shift over to the defense, it's a really, it's an interesting defense. Um, J.J. Watt, I mean, Chandler Jones has some um, question marks revolving whether he's going to play right. Yep, I think he wants a trade perhaps. That might be it. We don't know what's going to happen. But we'll see. But we'll just say for now, if Chandler Jones is going to be on the team, plus the acquisition of J.J. Watt through free agency, I mean, those guys together, that's going to be absurd. They drafted Zayvon Collins in the first round, and was he a huge need? No, but he's going to be an incredible, incredible player for them to add alongside Isaiah Simmons. If they can get those guys into roles that really fit them, that defense is going to come alive, I think. But the issue is they're secondary. Want to touch on that? Yeah, um, but real quick, I do want to talk a little bit more about Zayvon Collins. One of my favorite guys out of the draft um, dominated at Tulsa, and like Isaiah Simmons... It's clear Kingsbury likes these guys that are positionless in a way. You know, with Collins, this is a guy that can rush the passer. He can play off ball. Sort of a knockoff version of Micah Parsons, you know. Um, But you said it, the cornerback position, it's shaky, and it's going to keep this team, you know, from vaulting into the playoffs, in our opinion. You look at the cornerbacks, you've got Mark, you've got, you know, Byron Murphy out of Washington, more of a slot guy in my opinion, and hasn't he's been good he's solid but he's nothing special um you know they brought in dark has denard not too much not too much there yeah i think this cardinals team is honestly it's really strong and what catapults them over a lot of teams is their quarterback kyler murray and having deandre hopkins there it's going to be a fun team to watch um we'll see what happens but i mean it's the division that's going to hurt them but kyler murray's electric he's going to be fun to watch and he's going to get them wins We're going to move on to another team in that division, and it's the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that's eerily similar to the Arizona Cardinals in a lot of ways. You have that strong offense, shaky secondary, shaky defense, you know, um, but it's, it's a team that, you know, should do some damage. The Seahawks are always good. That should continue. Absolutely. Um... This team is full of a lot of great pieces, as we touched on with the Cardinals as well. I mean, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I mean, would you say that that's a top three, four wide receiver duo? Yeah, and you add in Dwayne Eskridge, who was their second round pick. He's a great. He's a great guy, and he's, you know, he, he's twenty four coming out of the draft. He's ready to produce mm-hmm. right now, and I'm excited for this passing offense. It's got to be a top five in the league, top three probably. Mm-hmm. And you add in Chris Carson, who is a freak. And uh, you've got a nice dynamic there. Yeah, and you know, that offensive line over the years, it's it's gotten better. I can't remember the last time the Seahawks have had a solid offensive line. But I believe they brought in Gabe Jackson this year to play right guard. I mean, this team's going to run the ball. They're, they're, they just love to run the ball. Even if they don't have a good offensive line, they're going to have a strong physical offensive line. 
and that's really going to help them. And I do think giving Russell Wilson freedom and letting him pass the ball, do his thing, is going to be huge rather than just these three, four-yard runs that we've seen the Seahawks do for a number of years. Right. I mean, you don't have Marshawn Lynch anymore. You have to adapt, and they did a pretty good job of it last year. But it's the defensive side of the ball that's held them back last year, and it's probably going to hold them back from winning this division again. I mean, they had absolutely no pressure last year, almost throughout. And they brought in Carl's Dunlap last year at the deadline. Which helped a little. And it, that was about the only source of pressure they really got. But outside of him, it is not good. They brought in Kerry Hyder as well. But, you know, not something that's going to no. scare you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, this team, it has on defense Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams, which they're big names, but these are types of guys who can't really catapult a defense into stardom. I mean... Bobby Wagner was incredible. He was his most effective self probably when he had Richard Sherman and that Legion of Doom there. Right, I mean, don't get it wrong. He's still a great player, but he can't. him and Adams can't really do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And we just talked about with the Cardinals, what's going to hold them back is the exact same thing that's going to hold the Seahawks back. It's cornerbacks. Okay, they lost uh, Shaq Griffin last year. It didn't, they didn't really bring in much. Akello Witherspoon, Pierre Desir is burnt toast. It's uh, it's a little shaky at the cornerback spot. Absolutely, but I mean, they got Russell Wilson, so right, you can't get him out. Yeah, you know, Pete Carroll's a great coach. Also, we're gonna move on to our number eleven team here, and this is a team. Speaking of power run, I mean, they love to run the ball. It's the Tennessee Titans, but I don't know. I would you say it was a shocking move for them to acquire Julio Jones? Yeah, you think of the Tennessee Titans? You almost yeah. have to talk about the Julio Jones pick. Uh. I mean, he's great. Yes, he's a little old, a little expensive, but they are in a win-now mode, and he is a win-now player. Still a top-five you know, receiver in this league, and he's going to make quite the duo with A.J. Brown. Yeah, I think they also brought in a guy like Josh Reynolds. I mean, they revamped their receiving core. It's, it's very, very solid. And this makes this offense pretty incredibly challenging to stop. I mean, having Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones on the same offense, I mean, that's just going to be so tough, so physical. And Ryan Tannehill has shown that he is a he's, he's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback when he's at his best. He really is. Um, they brought in Dylan Radons to play that right tackle spot. Hopefully he can do better than Isaiah Wilson. Absolutely. Their last first-round <laughs> yes, pick. Which but, was uh, <laughs> a bust. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to say it. But again, just like the Cardinals, just like the Seahawks, you go to the defensive side, it's, uh, it doesn't look quite as good. It's a little shaky here. They did make a pretty good um, signing in Bud Dupree. We're, we're hoping that he comes off his injury after his past injured year with the Steelers. But he's a great player. He's a great pass rusher, and they were lacking a pass rush last year. But other than that, you just got to worry about them. And as we've touched on with the, the past couple teams, it's their corners. I mean, can you really trust a guy like Caleb Farley? who was the top corner prospect, actually, in the draft, but his injury just destroyed his stock. Janoris Jenkins is old. Other than that, they don't really have much there, and that's just going to hurt them because they don't have a great pass rush. Yeah, I mean, with Caleb Farley, is he even going to be the same player that he was at Virginia Tech? No. We don't really know. He, I mean, he could, but yeah. you're gambling, and that's exactly what this team is. It's a gamble. Great offense, almost a historically bad defense last year down the stretch, and uh, that's kind of what's halting them from being in a, a top-10 team. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, um, and I think we're gonna move on to our number ten team. And for many of you, if you know me, this one's a little controversial. Yeah, um, 
you know, I would I would put them a little higher, but <laughs> Sam talked me into it. We're going to have the Pittsburgh Steelers here at number 10. Yep, a little bit of a compromise. I maybe had a little lower, he had a little higher, yeah. but 10 feels like a good spot for them. Yeah, you know, I, I would agree. You know, if I take all bias out of it, I believe 10 is a pretty good spot for them. You know, when you look on offense, and the skill position players are lovely. I mean, you got to love Najee Harris. He's going to be incredible. He looks like he's going to be a in a couple years, maybe a top five back. Juju, Claypool, Johnson, Washington, great receivers. They've got Eric Ebron, Pat Fryermuth. I mean, these guys, this team is full of great receivers, great options for Big Ben to throw the ball to. But there's the issue. He's got to throw the ball to them. And are they going to have time for that? Yeah, see, this offensive line was bad last year. Don't get it wrong. And it got even worse this year. It's atrocious now, folks. They lost Villanueva. They lost DeCastro, uh, De Pouncey, Filer. I mean, this offensive line is atrocious, folks, and that's coming from a Steelers fan. Yeah. And did they do much to address it? No. They released their best offensive lineman from the past 10 years, and they got Trey Turner. I mean, he's going to be solid, but that's about their only veteran piece on the offensive line. I think the Steelers made some solid moves because they had to help their cap space, their cap situation. It's pretty brutal right now, but that offensive line is awful. It is important to remember, though, that Big Ben last year had the quickest release time, I mean, in the entire league. It was like he was one step and it was out. So mm-hmm. it limits the amount of pressure that yeah. maybe a bad pass-blocking offensive line like the Steelers uh, are going to have. Absolutely. But as we saw last year, especially from all the Steelers games I saw, teams did figure that out. And if the Steelers can't get that passing attack with the quick passes going, it's, 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 not, it's not that pretty. We're going to move on to their defense now. And... It's, it's, I, I believe it's the best defense in the NFL. Um, this front seven is, it's absurd. The run defense, the pass rush, I mean, it is so, so good. Stefan Tuitt, Cam Hayward, I mean, those guys are great 3-4 ends. Watts, arguably the, the better Watt right now in the league. I mean, they brought in Melvin Ingram. They have a guy like Alex Highsmith, Devin Bush. I mean, this front seven is absurd. Yeah, I mean, the offense isn't what's going to halt it, you know, vault this team into the top 10. It's the defense. You know, pretty much opposite of those past couple of teams. This mm-hmm. is a defense-oriented team with a defensive-minded coach, Mike Tomlin, you know, one of the best. And you look at the defense, I mean, where are the holes? Corner. Corner, maybe a little bit. They did lose a couple guys. Yeah. But Joe Hayden is still, he's old, but he's still really solid. Mm-hmm. In the back end, you look at the safeties, you got one of the best in the league. Absolutely. And, you know, I will touch on the corners quickly because I did mention that they are a little weak. The corners they had playing there, such as Steve Nelson, Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton's going to be a loss, but Nelson was terrible, really. I think the Steelers have, well, they have a couple guys that they've been grooming. Cam Sutton's been there for a little while. He's, he's gotten some playing time. And Justin Lane out of um, uh, Michigan State is, I'm hope, we're, I mean, Steelers fans are hoping that he's going to blossom into a young, really talented um, player for them. But the Steelers are a team that they're they're well coached um, on the defensive side of the ball. I think offensively, sometimes they're a little limited. They changed offensive coordinators. We'll see how Big Ben comes out this year. But other than that, this is a team that's probably going to get 10-11 wins because of their defense. But they play in an incredibly tough division with the likes of Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. Those are some tough quarterbacks, but they do have the defense to go up against it. Yeah. And it is finally into the single digits here, our last team of the day, and that's the Chargers. This is a team that, you know, Bon and I are relatively higher than the rest, you know, most most people are. Mm-hmm. You look at the offense, and you have to start with Justin Herbert. This guy put together one of the best rookie seasons out of any quarterback ever. 
He was simply fantastic, and he gets Eckler back, hopefully for a full season. You know, a pretty underrated back in this league. They've got the skill positions. You got Keenan. You got Mike Williams. Jared Cook brought in as well. Great addition. And here's the big one. They finally have an offensive line to protect their young QB. We've seen it happen with other teams. The Bills finally did it for Allen. Look what you saw. You had, you know, your QB blossom. You had your team blossom. Mm -hmm. And they brought in Slater, Filer, an all-pro in Corey Lindsley. And, boy, this offense, one of the scarier in the league, Bob. Yeah, you know, this is one of the few offenses that I don't see a hole at, really. Herbert's a stud at quarterback. They have a great running back. They have a great backup in Jackson and even Joshua Kelly. And they've got great receivers and then tight end. I mean, this offense, it's, a, it's an incredible offense. It's going to be really fun to watch. If they can truly gel and come together, this could be a team that's putting up 30 points every week. But what's really scary about the Chargers is their defense is very solid. Yeah, you know, hopefully this team can finally stay healthy. It has it's felt like a plague for the past couple of years. But I think if they can do it, you've got a top 10 team. And you have a lot of star power there. Joey Bosa, I mean, this is one of the top five, top 10 defensive ends in the entire league. He's a game wrecker. He's fantastic. You bring in Linville Joseph, finally a nose tackle that can help, you know, stop the run, run take on some double teams. You got Kenneth Murray. The kid was great last year as a rookie, and he's only going to get better with time. Absolutely. You know, this team is full of a lot of, lot of st- strong star players, and I truly think that they just need one more year, and I think they've got it here. I think this is the year that the Chargers take that step, and this is the year that their offensive line's great. Herbert's going to take another step forward, and he was phenomenal. I mean, they've got a new head coach in Brandon Staley. This is going to be a fun, fun team to watch, and I'm really excited to see what they do. Yeah, I think this is an offense that vaults into, you know, one of the most well-known in the league, easily top five. Mm-hmm. This is the jump we're expecting yeah, for I this would team. Quickly, I just want to make a bit of a comparison here. I do think this team could do a lot like what the Bills did and really have a strong, solid defense that doesn't, that doesn't break and then an offense that's just going to be great. And I think it's going to be a fun, fun team to watch, and I really hope that they have a great year. It is going to be tough because they are in a division with Patrick Mahomes. But other than that, the Broncos and Raiders aren't too strong. There it is. I mean, that's 16 to 9 of our power rankings, episode 3, and we've only got one more. Absolutely. Our top eight teams, you're going to want to see it. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be it here. Sammy and the Bond, stay tuned. Absolutely. Have a good one, guys.